Welcome to the Nick Sands Presents Podcast, featuring your host, Nick Sands! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Nick Sands Presents Podcast. I'm doing something a little bit different today uh, in my town, Derry. New Hampshire, we are having some issues with our rail trail situation. So basically, we were supposed to get one thing, and the government agency in charge of giving us that thing decided we don't need that thing. And in fact, they want to give us something else. Much to the protest of many of the people who actually use the rail trail, I brought on a couple representatives of the rail trail group to talk about what's going on and what happened and where things went sideways. I've avoided doing this for a while now because, to be honest, the plan that they have in place is so stupid that I thought there was no way they were going to carry on with it. Like, I thought that by the time I actually put something out, they would have already realized how dumb it is and moved past it. But they haven't. And so I thought maybe I could use... This platform to discuss it a little bit more, especially with the with the locals of Derry, and uh, see if we can build some more support to get, frankly, what we deserve and what we asked for. I'm going to switch over to the interview I did with my friends Mark and Dave. We were in a restaurant, and so the recording leaves a little bit to be desired. And also, I had Cora with me, who was very vocal in her opinion on the situation at hand however if you do live in Derry or new hampshire and you are a user of public things in general i think it's worth listening to and worth hearing how difficult it can be to get things changed once a government agency has decided that this is what they want give it a listen let me know what you think and if you really want to help out you can use the links below to reach out to your elected representatives to see if we can get them involved and get this fixed before it's too late without further ado here is the interview okay so um as i probably explained before in the video i'm meeting up with a couple people about the dairy rail trail situation and what is going on and kind of the um i hate to use the word debacle but i feel like it's probably correct so <laughs> Um, we won't argue with you on that term. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, Mark Connors with the Dairy Rail Trail Alliance. Uh, been with uh, the Alliance for since 2007. Currently the president of the uh, nonprofit organization. Dave Topham, president of the New Hampshire Rail Trails Coalition. A volunteer, all things bike path in New Hampshire, including with DOT for about 40 years. Um, and how long have you been working on just this um, tunnel situation? Not, not, the, not the disaster part, just right. the tunnel situation like from the beginning. So, um, you know, since 2007, the founding of the rail trail, like the vision was to go border to border in, from, in Derry. Uh, we saw what Wyndham was building and decided that we should be connected. Uh, there was already a short section of rail trail in Derry that was completed years ago, back in the 80s, I believe, by uh, a group. And uh, we were then determined to expand that south to Wyndham and north to London Derry. Um, so, you know, early on, we identified, you know, the gaps and the issues, and, you know, we knew that we had to get to Londonderry, 
and we also knew that that property, uh, we found out through research that that property was going to be part of the Exit 4A project um, and that it was privately held, some of the land, <clears throat> by the folks that were involved in that development and in the Woodmont Commons uh, development from Londonderry. So 2012 to 2015 time is when we really got involved in what that was going to look like because that was when, when DOT really started to heat up the Exit 4A project. So. Yeah, I got involved again and with the Retreat Alliance, kind of what it started back when the group got together initially. We were monitoring this whole thing because this is part of what we call the Granite State Rail Trail. It's 120 miles from Salem to Lebanon, which we know for a fact nationally draws a lot of people. They don't go to someplace to ride a five mile rail trail, they'll go where they can stay in a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me kind of like the Appalachian Trail, like same kind Absolutely. of people that you're trying to yeah. trying to catch. Except the cyclists. It's Correct. smaller and then also like shorter yeah. over the distance. But like you said, cyclists, maybe older people who can't hike the Appalachian Trail but still are doing like want to do a walking. Yeah. Right. Long distance walking. Yeah. Tour. In other states, I mean, Pennsylvania, um, there's a bunch of different states that are doing, you know, long term, long distance trails. And those are 100 plus miles or more. And there's several states that have them. They're bringing in over $100 million a year to their state economies. What What's the point of contention? Like, what, sure. are, you, what are you guys having an issue with? The issue that has arisen is we had um, talked to DOT about this when we knew that Exit 4A had to come through here. And this building actually will be demolished shortly in order for the road to come right through here. So where we're sitting is actually going to be one of the lanes of a six-lane intersection. And we wanted the tunnel to go under that intersection. Otherwise, people have to cross a very dangerous intersection. We got that agreement early on that there would be a tunnel in the plan. Unfortunately, through their process, the DOT decided to go with an alternate plan that sends the trail down the street here, down a steep hill, across several driveways, across a street, and then into a wide sweeping turn that does 180 degree turn as well as some 90 degree turns in order to join that with a bridge that will go over the brook that's down there. We found out about this very late in the game. There were no public hearings. It was just told to us, that's your design now. And we said, no, 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 you agreed to a straight through tunnel. Lots of concerns about the design. Safety wise, you have your daughter Cora here with us. Uh, one of the things that we're concerned about is safety for children and mothers with strollers having to go down a very steep hill have little kids on bikes having to cross driveways and cross streets when they really should be on a safe rail trail corridor. We've been trying to work with DOT to kind of get them to go back to their tunnel design, pointing out all these safety issues, but we're just getting um, kind of shut down. So we decided to kind of take this. We think that about the plan too, Cora. <laughs> um, so we're really trying to get the, the DOT to honor their original promise, to put in the best solution. They're claiming it was to save money. This trail between Wyndham, Londonderry, and Derry is already bringing in $7.5 million per year. So that's less than 10% of what we're bringing in to put into an investment in a tunnel that's going to last 100 years versus the spaghetti alternative where we think people are going to get injured. We also believe that most people are going to go straight and use the crosswalk, not use this crazy, it's a quarter mile out of the way, downhill and uphill. So we think that people are going to go ahead and go straight across the intersection anyway. Keep in mind, people say the crosswalk was always there in the plan. Yes, the crosswalk has to be in the plan to get pedestrians from one side of the road to the other. It was not a plan to have the rail trail users on that crosswalk. It's the fact that if this is to be used for the trail users, we're talking a thousand to 1,500 a day. Lots of users here. 
Every time a person comes across and hits the crosswalk button, it stops all traffic on the connector road. It's going to bottle up traffic here, the motor traffic, waiting for people to go by. Um, just to really simplify this from a, from a point of view of someone who has no experience in this, right. it looks like you're going to hit a button and it's supposed to stop the traffic coming off of a highway. Both ways. And then you will essentially cross a highway. Right. A six-lane highway. Right. On a dirt path. This would all be dirt. Hard pack. Not pave. Because DOC, it would be less enticing for the cyclists, the walkers, the wheelchair users. It would be less enticing for them to use this. Down the grades, over the sidewalks, over the uh, road, the 180-degree loop, under the new bridge, then back up a 5% grade. Can you imagine people on wheelchairs? walkers, bicyclists going down the grade at the same time people coming up on a 10 foot wide paved path. It's nothing but a disaster waiting to happen. ADA compliance says it cannot be over 5%. Okay, so here they have met the ADA compliance as far as grade is concerned because one side is like 4.85, the other is 4.96. Can you imagine people with walkers on the rail trail because it's fairly level and flat and whatever, all of why they're out there and disability, uh, folks with disabilities, whatever. Can you imagine them trying to work their way up a 5% grade? At the same time, you got people coasting down it. Anyone who's ridden anything on right. wheels, the further you go on a grade hard, hard while on wheels. Right. Well, not only gets. if you're going downhill, the easier it gets. Oh, and, yeah. the, and the more speed you speed. pick up from down from here at a 5% grade, you're going to be picking up a lot of speed. Oh, a lot of speed. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. And then you're going to try and have to nail this 90 degree turn. Exactly. Right. At the same time, people go in the reverse direction, struggling up to go up the 5% grade to get back on the original rail corridor. Again, when you're riding on the rail trail, even now on the flat sections of the rail trail, you know, you need to announce yourself coming up behind you, on your left, that sort of thing, because people might, you know, the dog might be across the trail, people might be walking three wide. When you start putting in these blind curves and these downhills, and you think about those same interactions on the trail, there's not enough reaction time, someone might not see someone, you know, coming around a corner, somebody's on the wrong side of the trail, there's a head-on collision. It's just a recipe for disaster. We have a retired DOT engineer that's working with the rail trail groups, and he's looked at this plan. And he's indicated it doesn't actually meet DOT's own standards related to speed. So the curves that they've put in, and I don't have all the details, Dave may know, but the curves that they've put in and the turns they put in require a certain, to be able to handle a certain amount of speed on a bicycle. And his calculations indicate that they do not meet even the DOT standards. So for myself, there's no fucking way. I'm watching this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and sprint across these six lanes of traffic. Yeah, yeah, they have chances. Yeah, play Frogger. Right. Just go, oh, I think I can get across. Oh, it gets red. I'm going to jump anyway. I am curious, what do you guys think the reason is, or what have you been given a reason sure. for the change? So, originally, the original project for Exit 4A was to be a complete single bid, full design coming from the new highway exit all the way down to Beaver Lake at 102. So this, this whole project was going to be a new road going through. They put that out to a new process called design-build uh, process. And so three engineering firms came in and were competitively bidding to win this huge multi-million dollars, over a $100 million project now. So they wanted to win that. One of the firms got creative and said, well, we know they're going to get the same 
bid from three different firms, we want to put a little extra special sauce in ours. And they're also a firm that does a lot of great work in New Hampshire, and they've worked with DOT. So they knew that DOT likes to see something a little different. So they came in and put this alternate plan together and indicated that it possibly could save up to a million dollars or a million and a half dollars. So when they submitted their bid competing against two other firms, their bid stood out, smart salespeople. We actually had met with this group and indicated that we still wanted the straight tunnel, um, but that we weren't going to say no, no, no to your bid. We weren't going to you know, undermine their bid because they were in a competitive bid process. What happened was they won the bid basically, but all three firms came in at $30 million over what the DOT ins intended to spend on the project. This is all documented in the union leader and WMUR at the time, several years back. Basically DOT and the state canceled exit 4A and said, it cannot happen. We do not have the money. Behind closed doors, and this is where we're not really sure what happened, but all three firms were then brought in to DOT in Concord they evidently bought all three of the plans so that all three companies felt made whole. And then DOT on their own was looking at the plans and said, oh, well, they said this can save a million and a half dollars. Let's do that instead of the tunnel. They then came back to the public and said, we've decided on this, which really doesn't meet their own requirements. They were supposed to have public meetings. They made promises to the rail trail groups. We have memorandums of, uh, memorandums of understanding where we were supposed to be brought to the table to discuss the design. None of that happened. DOT on their own said, we're going with this design, and that's when all hell broke loose. We since then have argued that it's not saving a million and a half dollars. They've got to pave that whole trail. They've got to build the bridge to a standard that now allows not just a stream, but a rail trail to go under it. You know, there are house takings, there's property takings that had to take place for, you know, for the road, but also for the trail. So when you look at the full picture, there's no way that this alternative saves that much money. And we press DOT, the closest we've gotten is they claim it's going to save about $750,000, so half of what they thought. Our analysis and others indicates it's probably closer to zero, but maybe around a half million dollars, if depending upon how you spin it. You would also have to take into consideration that they had to buy all three of those oh, planes, which I'm yes. sure were not cheap. No. They've now had to redesign spend extra it. man hours talking to you, <laughs> mm -hmm. which, yep. I mean, I've talked to Mark a lot in my life, and he can talk, so that's, <laughs> that's easily probably $100,000 right there. And so when you're looking at it from maybe at the actual plan itself, when you're looking at it from like the whole perspective. It's less than 0.01% of the project. And like I say, in our section of the trail is bringing seven to $8 million in each year anyway. So it's, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. Right. They then turned to was maintenance costs and that they claim that the new alternative is going to be cheaper by up to three times to maintain than the tunnel. We've now been able to refute that outright based on engineers who have chimed in. Um, the box culvert tunnel that they would put in will last over a hundred years with very little maintenance. They exist all over the state. Manchester has three or four of them on their rail trails. They put in the same box tunnels under Route 93. The DOT saying these box tunnels don't last, but they put them under the highway and wind them. So they know they last. And plus, you think about all the additional quarter mile of additional paving uh, versus a couple hundred feet. So I think they're not necessarily doing an apples to apples comparison on that. So we've refuted that too. We have yet to get a true detailed analysis of how they come up with their numbers. DOT is really just not putting those out for us. The only thing that makes sense at this point is that DOT has invested so much time and energy and money, as you said, into this redesign 
that I guess someone might feel like they're going to get egg on their face if they have to say, oops, we messed up and we got to go back to this plan. Granted, there'd probably be some re-engineering that's necessary too at this point, um, but we don't believe it's, you know, rises to the, from the safety aspect alone, one person getting killed or a child getting maimed going across this intersection, the lawsuits, we just feel like $750,000 on a state-long trail that's potentially going to bring in $100 million a year. Why would you penny, penny wise pound foolish? <clears throat> You asked before on the park road, how do we get started? Where to go off? Where to go off the rails? Where to go off the rail trail? <laughs> yes, yeah, the, whole, the whole plan went That's off the rails. <laughs> this whole plan, with the tunnel as part of the package, was presented to the public repeatedly in the so-called Gasset hearings. This is a ten-year plan that went out for review of probably twenty-some locations around the state in 2019 shown to the public with diagrams, pictures, presentations by DOT, the Executive Council. I've set up so mean. Hey, the tunnel's moving ahead, not a worry in the world. It's happening. It's funded. Here's the plan. We had the engineering plans preliminary back then from a different contractor. Okay? So with all that stuff in place, we took our eyes off the ball. That was through the end of 19. Beginning of 21, when these closed door meetings came about and DOT was saying, hey, this is going to cost too much. What are we going to do about it? Oh, we're going to save money going this route. When it went on from there, behind closed doors, as I say, with no public hearing, we got wind of it in the presentation that was made here by DOT in Derry, October 28th of 21. They had already had the closed door meetings, not public, but closed door meetings, and decided, tunnel is out, we're, we're building this. Okay. We said, how'd that come about with no public hearing? We want to talk. We were told, number one, too late. We already made the plan. The plan, the discussion phase is over. We're in the design phase. How can you get there without the public hearing? We did it. We had a checkbox. It was on the list. We checked it off. It was done. What? No, there was no public hearing. DOT never asked their own highway safety engineers, the bike pad safety engineers, the whole uh, alternative transportation engineers. They were not allowed to talk, sitting 30 feet away from the program manager. We work in silos. We don't talk to each other. Typical government. <laughs> I said, well, you had consultants come in. Two different consultants came in to look at the new plan. Yes, we looked at value engineering. We looked at ways we could trim costs. Did any of them look at safety? Oh, no, safety is not a concern. Now, we're going to provide a grade separated crossing by getting people to go down the 5% grade, you know, under the new bridge, back up. So we've satisfied all requirements. We have a grade separated right. crossing. Where's the safety coming from? No, no, not one single time has there been to this date any DOT-funded engineer, internal, external consultant, and much less listening to advocates, to look at safety, right. not once. I think that's the key that Dave just hit on, is that at DOT, you know, being in the silos that they are, their safety folks not talking to their design folks, what they envisioned was that, I think they, they, they honestly probably thought this was going to be just fine and everybody would be happy with it because they took, as Dave says, a grade separated crossing, which means the cars are separate from the walkers and the pedestrians. So we were going to go under the road in a straight tunnel on the rail trail. They now, in their vision, just said, well, we took that and we moved it, you know, quarter mile down the road, if you will, and combined it with a stream crossing. 
you've still got no pedestrians crossing you know, the road. They didn't take into account that that's down a steep hill of 5% and that they'd have to then do these sweeping curves to get under the bridge. They didn't think about the guy in the wheelchair. They just thought about maybe a regular person on a bike who might be able to navigate that 5%, a mother with child. They didn't think about these things, I don't think. I think they literally thought we took the separated crossing and we just moved it downhill. And I don't think anybody really gave thought as to what that means from a safety aspect. And, I, and that's why I say I don't think anyone did this in a malicious way. I think this is just not absent-mindedness, but people not talking. Had they included our rail trail groups and Dave as a safety instructor and, and, and their own safety people, I'm sure someone would have said, wait a minute, guys. And quite honestly, we have some internal emails that indicate people at the DOT now know and think this is a bad plan. Some of the language in some of them is quite comical as to what a piece of crap this is. <laughs> so their own people know that they've kind of not made the best trail, but they don't seem willing to back away from it, which is unfortunate. So how much time do you have left? Um, well, we don't know. I mean, that's the thing. So the what happened is this past fall, the town council was about to take a vote to say we don't want the alternative, we want the tunnel. At least we're told by the folks who were on the council at the time that the vote was going to be maybe four to three or five to two to say to the state, we'd really rather you put the tunnel back in. Now I can't confirm that. You can talk to the various counselors who were on staff at the time or who were elected. Right before that meeting, they received a letter from the commissioner of the DOT which stated that if the town gave them that vote, if they came back to the state and said, you want to change your mind and you want the tunnel, that they were going to require Derry to pay for it. So they basically, I wouldn't call it blackmail, but they scared the counselors into not voting for it. And if you watch the video, each of the counselors that wanted to vote for it says, I don't like this alternative, but I'm not willing to put more money on the dairy tax payer. The project, the 4X4A project, is basically 100% funded by federal money. 80% comes from the federal funding for the project with a 20% match, match from tax toll credits. To so you have the toll credits. So it's not coming out of dairy's pocket. It's not coming out of the state's budget, so to speak. It's federal and the toll credits. Right. And also, Derry already spent $5 million of taxpayer money, and so did London Dairy, on this project early on to get it justified for the environmental studies and that, because Derry and, and London Dairy basically were asking for this road to be built. Um, so Derry taxpayers have ponied up their $5 million. And again, now we're getting shortchanged on a $700,000 tunnel that should be built in Derry. <clears throat> While we see train-sized tunnels having been built in London Dairy under 93 for the same rail trail, we have a bridge in Wyndham that goes over the new 111 that was built when they built that new road. We have two rail trail, or we have a rail trail tunnel that goes under 93 for a rail trail that doesn't exist yet. It's going to go from Wyndham westbound. The state knew about it, so they put in these same kind of box culverts under 93 for a rail trail that is used by maybe one or two dog walkers right now because the trail is blocked by private properties. The the timing thing, what happened was they also said that that if the town voted for this, it would delay the project which was an outright, we feel an outright lie. DOT has now delayed the project. It was supposed to already be out to bid or going out to bid shortly. It was shortly. supposed to go out October 23, for whatever reason, not because of the rail trail issue at all, but for other reasons, DOT has pushed out the bid date to March of 24. The original plan for, to include the tunnel, which was approved by the feds back in 2019, environmental studies, everything done. The current plan has not yet been submitted to the feds to even look at. 
Never mind to get all the environmental studies in place, which last time took three years. Okay, who's delaying the project? Not the rail trail, folks. We were good to go in 2019. Those plans were okay. Just put the money in the pot and do it. So I think, you know, again, we're just trying to get the best, the safest um, trail, which is still a rail trail, not some crazy alternative that's going to, you know, cause accidents, hurt people. It should be the best rail trail. This is not just for dairy. And that's the other thing. This is not a little meandering recreational path, as Dave said. This is part of the Granite State Rail Trail, 120-mile economic engine for New Hampshire. We see downtown businesses that have been built because of the rail trail. That's just going to continue to expand. And, and the whole state is going to benefit from this if it's done right. If there's this crazy alternative in the middle of the trail, we think most people are going to go across the intersection. It's going to slow down traffic. It's going to basically make their design of this new road less useful, so both pedestrians and traffic is now impacted, and dairy's impacted. One final thought, the property where they're gonna run the trail over here for this crazy alternative trail, right now there's three homes there. This is gonna be the most major intersection in dairy coming off of a highway in within dairy, because the other two exits, five and four, are in London dairy. And look at the development around those two exits. This is gonna be dairy's alternative and we are going to have the opportunity to develop around this interchange businesses that will bring tax dollars to Derry. The way they're running this trail now across the properties just across here from Kelson is going to basically negate using that key corner lot for anything useful because you're going to have 1,000 to 1,500 bicyclists going across that property. So why are we doing that from a dairy tax standpoint? Forget everything else. We need those lots to be developable for taxable business income. I can almost envision that being a service station of some sort where people coming off the highway are going to want to pull in, get gas, get food, get Dunkin' Donuts. Those three lots are worth tons of money if this yep. is done right. Derry has just put a rail trail across them. Yep. Well, originally when DOT dropped the plan for the tunnel in early 21 behind closed doors, we didn't complain about it until October. We said at the time, hey, you said you're 25% into design. Can we sit and can we talk about it? Can we get the feds in? Can we get design engineers? Can we get safety experts? Can we get all the people? We can't talk about it until it's finalized or near final. That was 25% into the plan. They would not allow any public review of it until September 22nd of last year when the plan was 65% done. Didn't accept public input. They, they heard us, but not accepting input. No input from the feds yet, because the feds don't have the plans to even look at, okay? And still moving ahead, it was not a public hearing. It was a public presentation. This is what we're doing. Get over it. And the fact of saying we can't talk about it until 65% done, we still have not talked about it collectively. So they're digging the hole deeper every month. More and more time goes into it. You say it's still not safe. It never would be safe. So we have to turn it around. October 23rd, last year, seven of us sat up there face to face. We said, why did you drop it? We're saving money. We asked several questions, and their answer to it was, we never thought of that. Oh, the tunnel was going to be 12 feet high. It's going to make the road too high. The grade's going to be too steep. It dropped the tunnel to allow 11 feet. The problem goes away. We never thought of that. 
Do you ever think how long this 5% grade is? 5% grade for a short distance, okay, idiot. But it's going to be over a quarter mile up, down, and around under traffic. How's that fit ADA compliance? We never thought of that. There's a bunch you didn't think about. Can we talk about it? No, we can't. It's too late. We're too far into the plan. We can't possibly change it. Get over it. No, we're not getting over it. What can people do to help? Continue making noise with the politicians, especially right now the federal delegation. Reach out to Senator Shaheen's office, um, Congressman Pappas's office. Um, you know, basically the we don't believe at the state level they're going to act on this. Representative Steve Pearson, as some know, is um, involved in the rail trail. He actually put a bill forward in Concord to force this. Uh, it got approved in the committee, and most several of the committee members were also scratching their head about this alternative. Unfortunately, when it reached the floor. Again, I would say some misinformation was floated, but whatever it was, it got voted down. So at the state level, we've basically exhausted everything, and that's why we're in the press. The union leader just did a large article on this. WMUR has covered it in the past. Uh, this is going to be public pressure at the federal level because DOT is acting as though this alternative is now the de facto solution. Nothing has been approved by the feds for this alternative plan. In fact, as far as we know, they have not even seen it. At least that is the claim the feds are making. When we asked them, they said, we cannot speak on this because we have not actually been given this new alternative by DOT. So that's supposed to happen in the next month or so. And that's right. why Dave is saying, if we put this in front of our federal delegation, they can say to the federal highway who is paying for this project, you need to look at this, and if this is a problem, do not accept it. So we need our federal delegation, we need our, our folks to get involved from that level to say to the feds, we do not accept this alternative from DOT. At one point we tried at a request from an engineering firm, what is the proper design of a rail trail? Depending on the usage, you know, recreational versus transportation. So Charles Martin, the guy who wrote the books for New Hampshire Rail Trails, two editions, and I put together a presentation to an outside engineering firm, which had a distribution list, uh, the invite list, Zoom, for about 80 people, including DOT folks. They knew it was coming about, it was not secret. And they knew, they knew intricacies of that presentation. They waited till we got on the air. We talked about the recreational stuff, the stone dust path on the northern section of the Grand State Rail Trail, fine. And I said, okay, now we're gonna get from the south, beautiful trail in Salem, uh, Wyndham, now we're going to get, what do you think of this plan that's coming about for dairy? Dave, shut down, you're done, you cannot talk about it. We got a call from DOT in the middle of the outside presentation, shut us down, would not allow us to even talk about it to an outside group. The muzzle effect. The muzzle effect. You heard it here, guys. Thank you, Nick and Cora, for getting us on your show. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. And we'll, uh, okay. we'll hopefully get this thing changed. So there you have it, guys. Again, in a world where everything seems to be going sideways, it may seem silly to a lot of people to focus this much energy and time on something that, while it's important to the people of Derry, in the grand scheme of things, maybe it doesn't matter as much. Just consider how difficult it is to get something so ridiculously wrong fixed and then apply that to the other situations or other problems that we're having locally or in this country. And I think you can see why it's important to make our voices heard on the little things. Because if we don't, 
then what chance do we really have of getting the big things fixed? Thank you so much for listening. Nick Sands out.